Lucy, Aria, how are you today? I'm fantasy come reality. I woke up five minutes ago and chugged a gallon of coffee, so I'm ready to go. Hi, Tori, how are you? I'm wonderful, how are you? I'm so good, so good, so good. So glad to have you here today. I'm excited. This is awesome. Um, I'm happy for us to be able to be here to support you in this way. So, Well, I'm glad to be here to support you. To, to hold a Pride event here in a small town, rural, heavily conservative, 75 churches on the same block, uh, and y'all pulled off a Pride event. And yeah. you got the mayor of this town, Jess Allenborn, to sign a declaration to to uh, announce that this town was an LGBTQ plus safe space and inclusive to the community. So yeah. can you take us back to how that even, where did that even begin? In your mind, where did that all begin? So I have an organization called Moving Marion Forward. And the goal for that is to um, continually promote inclusion and equity and also just like to call out the bullshit that we see and to get people engaged. And so uh, moving Marion forward actually was like kind of the catalyst for doing the proclamation because cities all around Indiana, it's Indiana. So like Indiana is the armpit of the South. Like we're basically just Alabama up higher. And so like to get pride proclamations happening around us and not to try I was like no we're gonna do this and then the other part of moving forward is my best friend she was like so I have the language are we ready to send this off and I was like hell yeah let's do it um and we sent out a survey like so people could sign on and we got over 300 signatories in support of this which is for a small town like this um so the city of Marion itself is like 30,000 people but like this is Still Trump 69, country. 69,000 mm. in the county. In the county, yeah. Like, I don't, county is even scarier. But, like, this is, it's still, like, my neighbor literally has, like, Trump. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. A flag, right? Like, I got Blue Lives Matter people, like, across the street. So, like, this is a really conservative area. Um, and I've been involved in activism for a long time. And um, been an ally, like, before that was even a term. But, mm. like, Never, ever did I think that pride would happen here. Like, I'm prepared to go other places for pride because I need to go. But, like, here in this town, like, mm -mm. Um, just a little bit of a history of Marion. Like, Marion was the site of the last um, and probably most infamous lynching of Black people in the, in the North in 1930. So, like, not only do we have, like, conservative, we've got deep-rooted racism, bigotry, hatred. And, sorry, my kid... <laughs> My kids are bad. Being openly queer here is something that in my lifetime I've seen more of, but it's still dangerous, right? Like it's dangerous everywhere, but like here, um, knowing that this is the place where like black people were hung on the courthouse square, um, like to be black and queer in this town and a super, super Christian, like the sun exaggeration, there's churches literally everywhere. Um, and so like to yeah, I can, I'll ramble on about like how important it is and how important visibility is, but also like as an ally, like my job is to not, as I take up all this space talking, um, is to use whatever access I have to elevate other voices. And so the proclamation, that was me doing that, that, that was me doing that. Um, and we sent it to the mayor's office and we sent it to a couple other elected officials. We got some 
we got ignored by a couple and then a couple were like hey just want to let you know we're thinking about it and i'm like what the fuck is what the hell do you need to think about sorry (laughs) like you need to think about this and i was like okay i'm like i'm just gonna be chill because if this doesn't happen then we got a whole other protest but the mayor's office called me and they were like okay the mayor is really excited to do this and i was like what um, and he wanted to be at our first pride event, but he had a, a golf thing that he had to go to. But not only that, then the city from the proclamation was like, what do you need for pride? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also, uh, it's unique to see somebody being loud and authentic, you know, in the community out in those areas, especially with the danger. I think like seeing the difference between, uh, so both Ari and I have obviously the same disposition, both trans uh, and queer, and the difference being seeing her, the amount of stuff that she gets as retaliation for being who she is versus the stuff that I get, like, yeah, what you're doing is very important to the extent where it's like being, especially Black and queer, shit gets fucking real quick. Like, you'll have people fucking cost you at a gas station who you'll be like, I'm sorry, motherfucker, I don't know you, but if you want to keep those hands, you're going to keep your words to yourself because they will get broken. I think that's fantastic too, because I feel like here in San Diego, we kind of take pride for granted. Like obviously we, we have a we have a county and city divide here where if you go into the outskirts of the county enough, you get into some deep hillbilly territory. But in San Diego proper, San Diego city, like you can barely walk two steps without seeing a, a rainbow flag during pride month. So I think that's absolutely fantastic what you're doing in an area that's not necessarily as receptive to it as California. That's got to be dangerous. Do you ever like fear for safety for yourself by, you know, making this change come about? Me personally. So because of my history and activism and um, Azira and I are part of Black Lives Matter, Marion, we kind of founded our little, our, our little Black Lives Matter hub. Um, because dangerous. Of- okay. It's something, right? Because of my prior experience, like, I don't see it as dangerous. And that's also probably a point of privilege. Um, But I don't see it as dangerous more so like this is just a part of it, right? Like, being here and speaking out is in itself um, makes you a target. Mm -hmm. And so like, I should probably see it as dangerous, but at this point, like, I don't like, it's just like, oh, yeah, come at me, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, I got two hands yeah, like that's in, my, in my car. I got everything I need. So I also have this really... Out. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Tori, please. Well, I also have a really, like, tall and menacing-looking um, white husband. So, like, I don't personally feel danger because he's usually, like, at my events, like, as, like, security... Um, and he's also known. So there's a little bit of, uh, there's some safety in being well-known and in a small community, right? Because if something happens to me, uh, people are going to know about it. And that is also a responsibility that I have, that if I have this um, level of safety, I can say stuff that other people cannot say um, in the same way. So yeah, it gives you the ability so, to speak out because you know that the repercussions yeah. of speaking the truth, because, you know, sometimes the repercussion is, oh, they're saying something that's real authentic and I really dislike that they're pointing out um, certain parts of, of things that are obviously injustices and if you have the ability to say it and safely uh, yeah. 
say it, scream it, yell it, whatever it fucking takes, even if you have to use a fucking, what are those little megaphones? Oh, I got one. I got one. (laughs) So let me ask you, uh, so Austin, how did you and Tori get, and how did you meet Tori and get involved with this? Yeah, so I met Tori. The first time I ever saw Tori was at, like, one of the Black Lives Matter protests here in Marion. Um, I just saw her. She, like, got up and was speaking, and I was like, okay, so this is, like, the coolest bitch ever. I was like, I'm obsessed with her. And so I knew Azira and her had connections, and I was like, oh, Azira. I was like, I need to know her ASAP. Um, And so then... um, I attend Indiana Westland here in Marion, so private Christian school, which is so much fun navigating that as an openly gay person. And so um, I really started to get in contact with Tori around the time that I started going here because we had um, a big situation when I had first moved in here that um, IWU had openly fired one of their RAs here on campus because he had came out as gay over the summer and then when we all moved in they fired him and so then they we did like protests here at the school and then I met Tori here at the school one day um because she was here and Azira was here and so then that's when we kind of I kind of started like communicating with Tori through that and then we were like um we would like talk off and on just about different stuff um she works with the um GSA, which is the uh, Gay Straight Alliance here on campus, and was helping them with some projects. And I'd always be like, oh, you need anything? Let me know. And then I just remember one day I was like just mindlessly scrolling on Facebook and Tori had posted like something along the lines of like, why are we not doing a pride? Like, what is it going to take for us to get pride here in Marion? And I remember I messaged her and I was like, so I don't know what's happening, but count me in because I need to be a part of that ASAP. I have some thoughts. uh, Austin, just to let you know, but to let everybody know, today is what, the 27th or the 28th? 28th. Okay. So it was May 26, 2021, that I just posted, is anything happening in Grant County for Pride? Like, super simple question. And everybody's like, no, but it should be. So in four weeks, we pulled together the first Pride event in Grant County. Like, and that was my first Pride event that I'd ever gone to. And that happens to still be the largest drag show because I'd only gone to the bar scene. So to be in that auditorium with that large group was the largest. And let me just say that I, I don't know what unity is in this country, but when 300 people together in unison sing WAP, I just <laughs> never felt so unified together as a species in that moment it was so beautiful and they were in sync and they had it on cue they were it was amazing yeah, it was wet ass mm. pussy yes, even outside the, even the people outside our drag show was so out of, it was insane how many people were there we had to turn people away so people it was in a building with glass windows which yeah. we were like that's kind of dangerous we'll see what happens but we had people who bought lawn chairs and sat outside and watched the drag show from outside and i was the tip girl so i take tips and run them inside to the queens and and the kings but even outside like wop happened as a community and it was celebrating with family and friends and who we are, where we've been, and where we're going. 
Peace, love, unity, and respect. Pride for me is a chance to have fun and show who I am and be proud of who I am with my friends. It means acceptance, happiness, and fun. To me, it means love, and love conquers all. Uh, now, Austin and Azira, can you tell me a little bit more about this uh, Pride, the uh, the drag shows that we'll be having? Maybe you'll having. Yeah, so we wanted to expand the drag show this year just because it was such a success last year. And I don't know about anyone else, but I felt like it was huge event and so much like positive energy came from that. But at the same time, it was the end of Pride. So we weren't really able to like indulge in it for like as long as I would like to. So I think it would be good. To, um, we decided to do two shows, one on Friday, one on Saturday to go ahead and open um the pride weekend as we've talked about so yeah yes yes yeah. now austin uh can you tell me more about like the like the what it takes to get something like this off the ground and getting all these performers together yeah so <laughs> so zero's face just said it all <laughs> um so last year it was a very interesting experience trying to plan the show because like Tori and Nazira have both said we planned it in just a couple of weeks last year and especially doing that it was so hard because like 2021 we were still dealing with like you know is it safe to kind of have all these people in a room is COVID going to be an issue but like also like we were kind of coming out of COVID and so people were like excited and like pride because we missed 2020 pride mm -hmm. and so um you know we when we had started talking about doing uh like pride in the park and stuff like azira and i who have been traveling all over the place to go to drag shows every weekend were like so we do need a drag show at this we think oh yeah and, definitely um and so yeah we I personally know some drag queens based just in different areas. And so um, from there, we kind of got in contact with people because it was also really hard because since we were planning it on like such a short time span, a lot of queens were already booked for Pride events. And um, we also like, there were different queens that had like been on RuPaul's Drag Race that were in Indy that weekend that we were, um, doing our show so then like other queens were going to be performing with them and we were like oh no so um yeah and we also like we talked a lot about like we were like we want a diverse cast we don't want it just to be like white cis gay men like we were like we want queens of color we want transgender queens we want drag kings we want the whole spectrum of it and so um yeah we just kind of reached out um I believe we reached out to Della Lish as well, who was a huge help and sent us this long list of drag performers. And we were like, guess this is where we start. And we were just, you know, we went through each one. We studied them up. We were like, okay, which people do we want? Which people do we think would be a good fit for this? You know? That's fantastic. Like, Della was our first guest on this show. She's so good. So good. How many performers do you have lined up for this uh, this two-day event for this year? Um, right now we're sitting at 10. I'm still waiting for a couple more, so we might be going 12. But right now we're at a safe 10 for both days. Uh, yeah, so we're really, I'm really excited. This year was, I was a little discouraged at first trying to look for people just because everyone, like, Pride is a, 
obviously always a big deal but this year like coming out of more safety um yeah COVID, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it and also like in my opinion I was like we have to do it bigger and better than last year so Ooh. finding those queens was really important to me and so we got so it you can get a bigger like space no we're keeping the same space I just mean like um a bigger like show sets so, like I said we changed it from one day to two days and so we're also adding some new queens and also I think the newer queens that we added also it's all about knowing your community so like obviously I was born and raised in Marion so like understanding what people like there and also keeping it in an anti-oppressive way that Austin was talking about like involving everyone um so I think that's really important and so the drag styles and the drag art form that we have they're I would say none of them are the same. They're all different. So you're going to get something different from each king and um, queen that performs. So one of the really cool things about this year is having Pearl. Um, I've known Pearl since what forever, basically. Um, And so to watch like the evolution of who he is and how the way that he has taken his drag in just a short amount of time and really like just badass. And so to have him back at home doing a show at home um like for like that gives me chills um you know I am so like so happy that that's happening I was like so when because we the way we separated the planning was that my daughter and I would do pride in the park and we would get volunteers and all that stuff for that and then Azira and Austin would really take over like the drag show part of it and so we're kind of still doing it that this way this year but I was like so can we have Pearl? And Azira's like, we're already already on it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So one, we are selling tickets on Eventbrite. That's the big difference from what we did last year. Last year was like, just show up and buy tickets at the door. And we learned like that, that shit didn't work at all. Yeah, the religious protesters who try to tell you that like being gay or being trans and being in drag is like a sin and with a building i ain't gotta see that shit oh there's so much fun to fuck with that. they are fun to fuck with but they get on my good goddamn last straight nerve i'm just like i only have one straight nerve because the rest are gay please don't <laughs> fuck that last one up it's the only way i sympathize with y'all <laughs> so that was one of the biggest concerns last year so i did a we did a we did the largest uh protest march in the history of Marion the year before and so we had a lot of which I have a magical story about that if we have time for me to tell it when it relates to pride um yes tell it right now well let me tell let me talk about the security and that we so we did that and the the security issue was like okay we had some crowd boys and shit come into town and like I was getting all these messages a funny piece of that is like it was also around like some religious holiday thing that was going on and there was a a preacher who was having an outside service and he had on his white like robes. I had 10 people call me like the clan is meeting. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why is the clan meeting on Sunday right, coming for us? It wasn't the clan, it was church, which I mean, kind of the same thing. Most times yeah, you beat me <laughs> to it. You beat me to it. I was going to so, be like, kind of the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. But what was really interesting with pride because because I'm known as an activist here, people were coming to me like, do you have a plan? Are you going to be safe? Right? Like, I don't believe in peace. That's not realistic. I believe in safety. And so I'm like, yeah, I got a, like, yeah, I got a plan. I got security. I got walkie talkies. I got people. I, you know, I have certain police officers that I know I can call, even if I don't want you there, like you can be over there. I don't want to see you, but if I need you, you better show the fuck up. So like all of that is there, but there were so many, it was more 
like concern for pride than it was for like the Black Lives Matter stuff. And I was talking to one of my friends who my, she's my little, my, I can't even say it, my little bean, my, she's a lesbian and she's very, very like on it with shit. And she was like, yeah, cause everybody hates gays. And I was like, damn, you're right. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's that area where like my cis head privilege wasn't thinking like, I was just like, why is everybody so concerned? And she was like, you know, even black people hate gay people. Like at least black people don't necessarily have black people. So black matter. That's, that was something that was more palatable for the community, right? They can get behind that, but like getting behind gay people in this community. And I was like, damn, you know, like that was a gut check for me. Like, Fuck, we are it here. happens like i'll yeah. get the like oh you ain't black because you know you on that gay shit and i'll be yeah. like oh i'm sorry i didn't know police would be like oh wait wait this one's gay it's fine <laughs> leave leave them alone yes yes you you get a pack it's exactly right and so the the interesting spot of me being where i'm at and being most people assume that i'm gay um because oh, i am yeah. so vocal and out there, whatever. And I'm always like, yeah, no, like that's still not my lane, but I'm always learning. And even in the midst of something that was like pride, where I had all these amazing young people like Azira and Austin, like doing the damn thing, there was still a level of like, no matter what kind of ally you think you might be, you will always sit in privilege and you will always have to learn and listen or whatever. Um, and I shared, I just shared that because it, that was something for me that like still sticks with me. And as we plan this year, I keep thinking like, remember what she said to you, like, because it's true, right? Like that's true. Yeah, that's you'll, her. You'll, see it. you'll run into the instances where you'll be in like a, a gay event and see racism, or you'll be in a black event and see queer phobia. Yep. And it's just like, yep. well, shit, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, you, I know yeah. you mentioned, um, it sounded like people were, were clamoring for this in, in your area. Was there ever a point where it was difficult logistically getting people together in a more conservative area to, you know, get the ball rolling, so to speak? Or was it just completely from the get go? Oh, yes, let's do this. Let's get this going. It was more difficult to get people on the same page who were actually wanting to work on this. Um, like once we kind of weeded out the talkers, like, yeah, we want to do pride. Once we weeded that part out, it was go time. Like Mm -hmm. I've never had anything come together so organically and beautifully with everyone bringing their talents. Um, like it's, I've been an organizer for, okay, 20, like 20 years. I've like, I had to do the math. Um, I've never had an experience like Grant County pride last year. Like it was like, well, is anything happening? No, let's do it. We had, within a matter of days, we had a location. Um, we were able to get the park. The businesses were like, hey, we want to sponsor. How much money do you need? It, the shit was crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was mind-blowing. Because I'm like, how, how have we not done this before if this was the support that was out there? Um, you so, need somebody yeah. to organize. Yeah. Put yeah. it together and they will come. Yeah. Build the dream style. Mm. If you build it. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of like drag queens coming out of like cornfields all fabulous like hey drag queen drag kings right behind them like that is a dream that ooh, look look i'm like how can we do a a drag cornfield drag we got to tie that together for indiana you got to make sure that you put that 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 little speaker up with the whisper being like (laughs) if you built it they will come and then you can be like 
we built it, motherfucker. And then yeah. just bam. Yeah. <laughs> it's an animated series. So, <laughs> bad. Bad. As long as it's not like super drag. I don't know if you saw Netflix's super drag. You mm-hmm. yeah, no, 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 no. They made like a cartoon where they were like superheroes, and I'm like, Oh my god, I saw that. Oh Lord have mercy. No, the the queer the the Q Force one, I like that one. I didn't like Super Drag because especially that opening scene where the, the Super Drag like she the, she's saving a bus and the, the driver is knocked unconscious and she's feeling them up. I'm like, that's a bad message. I'm sorry. Oh terrible. That's, terrible. There's no consent there. That's why the the uh, Q Force one was really good because it tackled issues didn't make light of issues like one of the conservative characters is like super anti-gay and then you find out that he's anti-gay because he is rather gay and they delve into issues like that whereas super drag was like oh let's just make fun of drag let drag queens and shit while saying we're going to empower them Mm -hmm. so june 5th 2020 was when we held the the black lives matter protest march and there were like five people there. Um, it was primarily a sea of white people, which was kind of cool. Um, if you look at our town's history and you look at a picture of Marion, you'll see the lynching with two black bodies and a crowd of white people pointing and leering. Um, and so to have a crowd of white people at that same location doing affirming black lives was, was pretty amazing. But there were like five people there afterwards. There was a vigil at the... Um, at the police station where they wanted to pray and all that good stuff. And so my role was to say, if you want to go pray with the police, y'all go right ahead. But if you want to stay here because you are not ready for that, because I'm not ready for that, you can sit here and yell, fuck the police and we'll be fine. Um, And so we had some people who stayed at the courthouse and like they had rainbows. And I was like, hey. So they came up to me because I was obviously like one of the leaders of the protest or whatever. And so they were saying, thank you for this or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm about to ask a real awkward question. Are those like rainbow rainbows? Or are they rainbows? Cause you like rainbows. And they're like, no, we're queer. And I was like, Hey, so I, I'm always <laughs> like, it's no, I, I know why people think I'm gay because I'm always like, Hey, come to me, gay bees, come to me. Right. <laughs> and you know, our vernacular yeah i've been down since like it was like family like i don't know if you guys know what that means but like yeah um so it's been a long time but so i was like hey i am always looking for ways to support the queer community here especially so my office is right on the uh, on the corner near the if you guys need something just let me know and one of them his name was max and like we just hugged and stuff and i was like it would be so cool for us to have a pride here. And then we all just kind of giggled, right? Like, hey, hey, that shit ain't happening. Fast forward a year later and Max is a part of the planning crew for pride, right? Um, so just the, the divine timing of when good souls come together is, and that sounds real like religiously. It's not religiously, that's more like a, I know that we're connected. Um, and so like when, you have these little touch points with people who have some commonalities like me and Max, we had never met before. turns out he works at Starbucks and now I see him all the time, but, <laughs> but like to just be like, Hey, I see you. Like, is that rainbow what I think it means? Cause if it is, let me let you know, I fucking love you. Right. 
Um, and for us to embrace and to, and to share like what we would love to see happen and be like, yeah, right. And then a year later for us to be the people making it happen. The Indie Pride Festival is back in person after two years of virtual celebrations. And people here tell me it was worth the wait. All the colors of the rainbow were represented at the Indie Pride Festival. An event all about representation. You know, Pride is, you know, coming out and being able to be, be yourself, be authentic, you know, love everybody around you um, and be able to celebrate. Some people didn't know what to expect after two years of virtual conferences, but they tell me it didn't disappoint. It's a space where you can be yourself. You don't have to worry about what other people are thinking because everybody loves each other. It's the most safe space you can be. It feels very warm and welcoming, like just seeing everybody that's part of the community, um, just being together and being as a whole. They hope the love shown here will be an example to younger Hoosiers that love and acceptance is possible. In a state where we don't always feel accepted, there's so many of us, we're so proud and it's awesome. I definitely think that we need to be there for our youth um, and be there for them. I care a lot, especially about our black transgender youth. Um, they're going through so much right now in this world. Um, and be able to be here for them, be able to support them is really nice. And they hope Indy keeps this energy going long after Pride Weekend is over. Shouldn't just be a one day thing that happens in each state. It should more so be something that we integrate into everyday life so it's not as much of a stigma around like straight couples. And it's very easy to love people. It's very easy to just love and, and accept people. It's not hard. And that's what today's celebration is all about. I would be wrong if I didn't mention Lark Song at some point in this in this whole podcast. <laughs> what is so that? Lark Lark's Song. It's the organization that I work for. Um, and Megan also mentioned Megan. She's the executive director. I am the culture care director, and so uh, part of my job is like. It started off really as like diversity inclusion, like that kind of thing or whatever, but a more like a community approach, a more holistic human approach to that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I do trainings on intersectionality and privilege and bias and all that. And they're they're phenomenal. I created the content, so I'm going to say it's phenomenal. But also one of the things in my job that I get to do is really figure out who in this community is trying to do something and how can we partner with them. So for GSA, which is the Gender Sexuality Alliance, um, no, no, but I do know, I know that name just from the ACLU Indiana, um, some emails. No, 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 That is, that's my friend's daughter. Okay. Yeah, I have a friend named Michelle who is like a me in Franklin County. And I think that Megan is her, her, her daughter. But anyway, um, so Larksong basically one of the, Larksong is a well-being organization. And so like my job has been like, hey, we're doing this thing. How can we support that? So when Pride came up, Larkson was like, yeah, of course. And that was Megan. Um, and one of the things that has been the most, I got a kid popping in. He might just be showing his head. But one of the things that was most impactful for me when I started working with Larkson is like Megan asked me, like she asked you, Austin, what 
what do you want it to be, right? Like, what would it look like? And one of the things that I realized is like people who sit in marginalized intersections of identity don't often get to dream, right? Like we just got to live and survive and, and, and do stuff or whatever. So when we do get that chance to dream, we limit ourselves. So like, what would it look like to do a drag show, Marion? I don't know. This is what we want. No, no, no. Like, what do you really want? And for people to come alongside you to actually make it happen in the way you want it, like that shit's amazing and mind blowing. And that's kind of what like Lark Song gets to do. Um, I was joking the other day, like Lark Song put on a drag show because Megan ran lights, her husband did sound, um, Azir and Austin hosted, Megan's sister um, was this backstage direction, her right? Like a star. Her sister was yeah. like, she was like, I have anti-chafing powder. I have yes. water bottles. She was like, these queens are taking care of. Yeah. And we were like, yes, girl, go ahead. Yeah. So I didn't want us to go on any further without mentioning like Lark Song has been a big part of um, connecting all of us and supporting the community. And now as a person who's employed by Lark Song, like, that's part of my job. Um, and it's amazing to get to be able to do that, like, and get paid for it. <laughs> I'm so glad to have all of you here. And I just, um, it's really important that in this show that we, you know, take steps to, to make a difference. And so I always like to ask those on the show, what it is that we're going to do going forward. And it's the next step that we can do to improve the lives of the ourselves and those around us. But I kind of think that uh, we know the answer. The answer is June 24th and 25th right here in Grant County for the second annual pride. And I say annual, cause it's not going away ever. And it's going to keep coming back. So the second annual Grant County pride, June 24th and 25th, It'd be amazing if like everybody around the country could just like show up to the small town and let them know that, uh, you know, you're not alone. So with that being said, Austin, guests, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yes, thank you so much for having us. It's been a blast. I'm yeah. very excited and um, yeah, come to Pride. Yes, yes, cannot wait. Azira Fisher. So glad to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. It was so good speaking with you all. And we're ready to turn up at Pride. So if you're not there, I'm probably going to be a little angry, but it's okay. <laughs> so you can go to Indianapolis Pride or the every other city that's having Pride. But but specifically Grand County, because it's going to be way more fun. Because the small town folk, we know how to have a good time. Yeah, And Tori, <laughs> Tori Williams, I have, when I began this podcast and my first guest was Delalicious, I made sure that I'd get you on the roster because it was so important to get you on the show and my first day back and you are here with us on the show and it's it means it's it's so it's so wonderful thanks for having me I am super uh I needed this to get excited for the work that's ahead <laughs> so yes. thank you and yes. Aria we thank both of you I'm it's been a pleasure to to spend some time with all of you been great thank you thank you for coming it's also good to see another fiery soul isn't that wonderful we had so much fun all right well everyone thank you so much for being here and i will see you all on june 24th 25th for grant county pride yes pride month is a time to celebrate our lgbtq plus community to be loud and proud of living openly and authentically but this pride month i'm sounding the alarm this is an emergency. This is a wake-up call. State lawmakers have launched an all-out assault on our community 
particularly our trans and non-binary youth. They're bullying children and terrorizing families. They're spreading propaganda and lies attacking our community. They're trying to censor those they disagree with. And they are just pouring gasoline on a wildfire. These attacks are part of a coordinated campaign to take away our foundational rights. Our reproductive freedom and our right to bodily autonomy are under attack. Our right to vote is under attack. All of our most basic rights are under attack. We can't just sit idly by. When we get complacent about the progress some of us have achieved without looking to those we have left behind, we actually allow our democracy to decay. When we shake our heads and move on from someone else's injustice, we abandon our responsibility to ourselves, to each other, and to the ultimate direction of our nation. So this Pride Month, I want us to each think about what community really means. That we're not just here because of the identities we hold, but because we show up for one another when it counts. If you're excited for Pride, I want you to hold on tight to that joy, that celebration. And then I want you to take to the streets and lift your voice in protest. I want you to march for LGBTQ plus lives, for black lives, for Roe versus Wade. I want you to tell the people in your life why we need them to join us. Now is the time to tell your friends and family why it is more important than ever that they practice allyship and show up for those who need them most. This is an emergency, but it's also an opportunity. The next chapter of our movement is yet to be written. And we have the power to write a chapter where we not only save ourselves, but win a brighter future for the ones who come after us. That's the story, and that's the promise of Christ. Be on the lookout for Facebook friend requests. Ari and Lucy, I, I found y'all. Yeah, yeah, if I don't see it, I'm going to be mad. So I'm already on it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Religious holiday thing that was going on, and there was a, a preacher who was having an outside service and he had on his white like robes. I had 10 people call me like the clan is meeting. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why is the clan meeting on Sunday? Are they coming for us? It wasn't the clan, it was church, which I mean, kind of the same thing. Most kind of, yeah, you're beating, <laughs> you're beating, you're beating.